Thanks for listening to the Throws Genius Podcast. My name is Janine Kistner, and I am your host. Today, you're going to hear a little bit about uh, the first games after the unexpected offseason that has happened from uh, March till June. So stay tuned, and uh, thanks for joining. Well, folks, uh, you know, I never would have guessed, I probably should have, given the fact that we almost didn't have the Arnold, but I never would have guessed in March, three months ago, that I was basically going to have a three-month off-season from March until June this year in the Highland Games. But that's what happened. A lot, a lot has changed in the last few months, so I want to get you all up to speed on that, and then fill you a little bit uh, in on the games today. Um, So, yeah, so I'll be honest, Um, I have been pretty much off of Instagram for the last couple months, pretty much since the Arnold, and when everything really started shutting down here, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic, I imagine like a lot of people, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hard. Like luckily no one in my family has gotten sick, but you know, having sports basically canceled and the gym closed and it it was, I lost, I lost a little bit of my, my mojo. And I mean, some of you may know that I pretty much trained through the whole winter, um, I I threw my last games in 2019 was in November. I even hit a PR in Heavy Hammer in November, and then uh, was really really lucky to get an invite to the the East West Games um, that happened down in Florida in January and through in February, and then through at the Arnold and and really my I wanted to come into 2020. I wanted to, basically I wanted to leave the Arnold and have a full slate of marks because, I mean, I'm, I'm aware that I'm kind of on that, like on that bubble, like I'm kind of right in that like 10 to 15, 12, 13 to 15, somewhere in that, in that ranking is kind of where, um, you know, I finished up last year and, um, and, and what I have found the last couple of years is I kind of, I started low because, you know, at the Arnold, you, you only throw five events and it's a, a heavy stone or shot and a heavy sheaf. And so I really wanted to come out this year. And even if all my marks weren't, you know, outstanding, I wanna had, wanted to have a mark in every event so that I could, you know, start, start at the top and drop, drop down instead of starting low and like clawing my way back up. So um, you know, even if I hadn't gotten an invite to the, the games, the East-West game, the championship thing there, um, I, I was going to find a games that I could compete in in warm weather early this year. So um, so now, you know, I, again, like, I'm, I'm pretty lucky in that I now have competed in, I've gotten to compete in four games this year. Like, that that puts me in, in pretty pretty, you know, unique, unique air. I don't even know what the right expression is because it has been, folks, it's been a long day. 
Whew, I'll fill you in on that momentarily. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I have come out this season and like I said, I'm very, very happy with where I am sitting right now. Um, after today, I've got, I, I moved up some of my marks today. I think I moved up my Braemar mark. Um, I moved up, this is really exciting <laughs> stuff right here. I moved up my mark in Heavy Hammer. Um, I moved up my mark in chief, not by much, but I moved it up a little bit. So like, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I think as of right now, according to Nazga, I'm sitting in third in the women's list. It, that, that won't stay. Cause there, there are plenty of people who are more talented throwers than me that just haven't like they're, they're ranked lower than me right now because they don't have a full set of marks. Um, like Megan McKee, for example, she swept the day today. So she for sure is going to move significantly ahead of me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, so four games now, I'll come back around to the games in a minute. Um, but like I said, I really lost my mojo after everything shut down in March. So, um, I threw once or twice in March and maybe, I don't know, another time, but it was just... It was like, you know, not having really any idea when things were going to open back up again. It was, it was very hard to think, to push myself to, to train and whatnot. Um, so, you know, my focus shifted a little bit. I started, I've been working at home for the last, working from home for the last three months. And I was really, my husband and I are both very lucky that we were able to work at home and keep our four-year-old at home. And, and yeah, and, and stay employed like that. I know that we, not everyone has been so lucky. Um, and on top of that, um, four weeks ago, I actually started a new job. I am now the director of operations for a nonprofit called Champion Women. We uh, provide, we do legal advocacy for women and girls in sport which is, uh, if you know much about me, you can go back and listen to my, um, what is it? The women and girls in sport, uh, episode that I, I put out, um, a couple, several months ago. Um, but yeah, advocating for women and girls in sport is like very on the nose for me. Um, and I'm super excited to be working with, uh, Nancy Hogshead Maycar, who is, really one of my heroes. She was really instrumental in getting the Safe Sport Act passed in 2018. She's a three-time Olympic gold medalist in swimming um, from 84 Olympics. And she's, you know, an attorney. She has her, uh, her JD. She's really, really spectacular. So I, and I connected with her, um, on, on some projects a little while back and this kind of, you know, it's just exciting how this has come about. So, um, and, and also I am planning on taking the, I'm scheduled registered to take the LSAT next month and I am planning on attending law school, looking at starting probably in fall of 2022. So, so yeah, so that's, Exciting, exciting times, a little bit of change of pace, but very, I'm very, very excited. All right, went through the toll booth there. Uh, moving on. So, yeah, so things have changed a little bit, but I'm, I'm super, super excited. Um, wanna, we're working on a project right now on, on Title IX, the 
48th anniversary of the passage of Title IX is coming up um, later in June. And uh, for people who don't know, there is a wealth of data available on every college or university that receives federal funding available through the EADA website and I've downloaded that and we're basically been able to we've been able to use use that data to analyze which schools are falling short of compliance with Title IX which uh, spoiler alert it's nearly every school uh, is falling short of compliance with Title IX as far as participation opportunities offering um, proportional scholarship dollars and then overall benefits and we're we're really looking at recruiting recruiting dollars what's spent on recruiting because that's one of the figures you know quantitatively that we can assess through that data um, through the EADA website so um, so yeah actually if anybody has further questions about that uh, feel free to reach out to me um, so anyway so that's that's what's been going on in my life um, as of right now all three of us are still working at home I'm going to continue working at home for champion women um, working remotely uh, and so yeah it's pretty pretty exciting so the next month of my life is going to be working on this title nine project and studying for the LSAT and then we'll see where we are from there um, but yeah let's go back to talking about the Highland Games so I hmm, I knew this this games is coming up and I probably should have trained a bit in preparation for it. I did not. So I, I kind of knew that it was going to be rough. Like my, if you've listened to this podcast before or talked to me, which I guess is if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably talked to me. I have had some back issues for a really long time and I actually found out over the last few months that I have a leg length difference. So I've been wearing a lift in one of my shoes, which has um, helped a lot with the back pain, but also I am not very good at doing my PT homework. And so my, I, I know I need to get back at it as far as training my core and strengthening that. So um, I, I was really feeling it today. I just feel, I felt out of condition and things just there's there's some pain a lot of hurt um oh and also you know one of the great things about working remotely and having a flexible schedule is that I've been able to sleep a little bit more according to my body's like natural sleep schedule um I have this circadian rhythm sleep disorder called delayed sleep phase syndrome so um my I am really blessed to have a husband who is willing to get up with our son first thing every morning and and take care of him so I I really I've been able to sleep in you know getting up at noon on on quite a few days which has um, really just really helped with the kind of chronic fatigue that I had had from the the DSPS Um, but you know games typically you know they don't start that late so I actually drove out last night stayed with a friend but then today even you know having a much shorter drive to get to the field today I had to be up I was up awake at like six when my alarm went off out of bed at 6 30 and even that was challenging and I did not sleep great last night so pretty I was pretty tired today um 
But yeah, I mean, all around, let's see if I can remember my marks. So we threw a 14 pound Braemar, um, and it was kind of like, it was kind of oddly shaped. It was like very, um, not exactly round, but more like a cube, but it was very, very, it was just large. It was hard to kind of find a good spot to get a handle on it. Um, but I threw that 31-1, which moves up my mark in Braemar Stone for this year. Open Stone, oh gosh, it felt like garbage. Um, I think I threw 35-5, which is definitely underperforming for me. I think my, I'm not totally sure what I've hit this year, but I definitely know I'm capable of throwing more like 40 feet. Uh, the Open Stone was like 9.6 pounds, I think. Um, and then our group went to hammers and I, I was, my heavy hammer was one of the, my, you know, most, most solid events for the day. And I definitely moved my seasonal, uh, best up for that. I went 74, four and a half. Got to get that half an inch guys. Um, and then lightweight. And this was, this was an interesting thing. So for the distance events today, we used flags and so I had no idea how far I was throwing until the end. And hammers, like, I have a better feel now for hammers for when it's more tec- technically proficient. But it is just an event where I, I could be throwing a world record or absolutely sucking. And it, it, one does not feel different from the other. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, oh, yeah, that's a far throw. Um, and my light hammer was definitely not, they were not far throws. I think I threw for me, I should say for me, um, my personal best in light hammer is like 92, four. And I've thrown, I've hit 88 this year and I think I went like 81, 11. So it was a little, a little underperforming on that. Let me see. Then where did we go? I think, I think we went to. Wob, we went all, we was very wacky order. Wob, and I was, you know, I have to say, like, clearing 16 is pretty solid, but it is, it is, it's a foot under what I've hit at every other games this year. Granted, a couple of those have been on extras that I've, but I've cleared 17 all three of my games so far this year. So I'm like, I'm not mad about clearing 16 at all. Um, and, oh, this was, this was spectacular. Megan McKee cleared 18 on her first attempt today, which was absolutely awesome to watch. Um, so that was very cool. And I think we went to Caber next. Um, and the Caber was not the biggest women's Caber I have put my hands on. Thank God. Um, but it was a pretty a pretty substantial one given that I felt pretty, I was pretty whooped at that point and just kind of hurting. Um, so that one was like 15 feet and 59 pounds, but like not a lot of taper, pretty dense, not, not much like not not much weeble wobble in it, not much spring or give. And, um, like Matt hand was saying like, it just, the caber doesn't, this a caber like that doesn't help you very much. So, Gosh, Caber was like 45, 65, and gosh darn it, I was going to turn it if it took everything out of me. And I think I I got 245. I think Megan and I were the only women to turn the um, the Caber today. 
So I was definitely glad to turn it. I am caber. I haven't gotten the 12 o'clock yet this year because um, we just have had some pretty sturdy cabers and I've been in pretty stacked groups, which like fantastic. That's great. I'm glad to be throwing with some in some very competitive classes this year. So that's been good. Um, I think after caber, then we went to weights for distance. Hey, let me tell you, ha- throwing weights for distance is like events number seven and eight, like woof, that was exhausting. So heavy weight for distance. I think I was just like flat. I think the fatigue was definitely getting to me. I think I went like 36 even on heavyweight, which, you know, three months ago at the Arnold's, I went 41-1. So 36, like I, I will say I was happy that I didn't, it wasn't like total garbage. Like I wasn't falling all over the place (laughs) on my, on my first throw. I think I was a little, I was very conscious about, um, not wanting to foul because I've just, you know, I think, which is what's kind of typical for, um, for people that are newer to the Highland games is like your, your heavyweight is like one of the last events to come up. So, uh, I was legit looking at my feet through the whole throw, my first throw on heavyweight, which I, I threw it and I was like, I totally just looked at my feet for the whole throw, didn't I? And it was like, yep, uh, absolutely. So, um, so it was heavyweight, lightweight. I was a little happier with, um, 67, five. So I think that's, uh, above or close to my median from last year for lightweight. So like decent, doesn't move my mark for this year. Um, and then we went to sheaf. Oh yeah. Sheaf. And, um, I will say, uh, this year I've had, um, heavy sheaf. You too. Um, get that toll ticket. Um, we threw a 12 in Florida. I don't think we did sheaf at the Tundra games and then threw a 16 pound sheaf at the Arnold. And I think I, my, I went 19 at the Arnold, the 24 at the, in Florida. So um, cleared 25 today, had some good pulls at 27, but again, like not practicing. I was actually pretty happy to clear 26 and not a lot of practice, um, with a 10 pound bag. So, so yeah. And that was how we finished out the day and, um, now I'm on my way home and my team came in first, which was pretty cool. I think we had some, not, I think like we had some people who really, um, how did Matt put it? Like punched above their weight. Um, so, and, and overall it was a really fun day. I, I really like throwing with the group that we had today. Um, and I think it's going to take me, I already was planning on tomorrow is going to be a bit of a wash. Um, and then, uh, I'm, I'm anticipating, I'm probably going to be still feeling some of the effects on this on, uh, on Monday of the, yeah, but I, I definitely feel motivated to get after it. You know, there, there are some other games coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I really, I would, I would like to get back out there. Um, and I would like to feel a little more comfortable, a little more confident. And I just, I mean, I was 
like I said, feeling the fatigue, you know, there's really something different about, there's a difference between training technically for the throws and kind of being in games shape. I mean, you're basically doing, you're practically doing a throws decathlon. It is, it is, it's a challenge. And I mean, I, I know I'm not the oldest one out there by any means, but you know, I'm 38, body's not getting younger. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's challenging. So I, I, like I said, I was for sure feeling it. So I think I just, I just need to get back out there and take some throws and like, not just, not just feeling it, but like feeling some like aches and pains, like my, my right forearm was feeling it a little bit from throwing the stones and just, I just, I need to be putting a load on my body a little bit more so that I'm, I'm ready to get out there and feel, take those forces on my body. Um, again, I think there were some real highlights. Like I'm really happy. I'm happy with what I cleared in sheaf. Um, in that, like I didn't regress. I would, I would like to progress soon (laughs) this season. Um, and then, you know, weight over bar, I'm pretty happy with heavy hammer. I'm pretty happy with lightweight. I'm not mad at, you know, Braemar. I'm pretty, I feel like it was pretty solid. So, um, you know, I think that it definitely one of, one of the things that I'm trying to take with me more this season is being out there and having fun. I've really been trying the last couple of years to try to like push and push and push and like putting, putting pressure on myself to try to hit better marks, to try to make my name a little more known so that, um, I don't know, so I can get invites and whatnot, but like ultimately when it comes down to it, you like it, it, it of course is nice to get invites places where people will pay you to compete or, you know, pay travel expenses. Um, but at the end of the day, I love this sport because I just plain love throwing. I like competing against myself. Um, and I like having fun, fun with the, the people. And, and, you know, this, this games that we did today was a team games. And, um, so actually half of the games I've done so far this year have been team games, which is a lot of fun. And in this one, our whole team, like our, our like class, like our, our group that our flight in effect that we threw with was our, our team. And, one of the things that I love about the team games is that we're, you're throwing, I'm throwing with people from all the different classes. And so, you know, a lot of times the women are together, but we don't throw with the guys. And so it was just, it was a lot of fun to, um, to get to be around guys that, you know, people that I'm not around a lot. So getting, just getting to know, getting to know new people and that Highland, Highland games family, Um, and it was just, it was really neat. The women were out in full force. I think we had three on every team. We had three masters, women, two open. We had, uh, boys and girls youth on every team. Like it was really, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, and, uh, something else I wanted to share, something that was really, that I have come to, I feel like I've kind of come full, full circle on it. I didn't really care for it when I first started throwing, but in the Highland games, but I've really come to appreciate it is, is how there is so much variability. I think, um, track athletes uh, are Highland games athletes that have a track throwing background. I think sometimes that it feels, or at least it did for me. I can't really speak for other people. I think it feels, it feels disconcerting. It, it, it feels 
you know, throwing on grass and throwing stones that have, um, you know, very varying weights and sizes. It can, it can feel frustrating to not know how to not always be able to completely objectively gauge your progress. You know, I think one of, one of the things about track is that although yes, often it is competing on the day. One of the things that I found at least coaching in division two is so much of the season is about chasing marks. Um, and you don't really think about chasing marks. You can qualify for NCAAs if you're on that level and the, the getting like competing in the throws doesn't, it doesn't always come into play as much until you get to your conference meet or, you know, more the, the national championships. Um, and that's because, like, you never know who's going to show up on the day. And the scores in those meets, like, I, I think actually it would serve the sport of track and field if there were more, more dual meets where how you perform on that day mattered more. But, I mean you know, from, from a coaching perspective, a lot of times you're working on training your athletes through the earlier meets to build to peaking them at the championship time. And so your athletes, a lot of times know that they're, that that's what, that's what the game plan is. And so you're not worrying about how necessarily how, how you're competing against the people that you're at the meets with earlier in the year to a certain extent. And what I have come to really appreciate about the Highland Games is because it does, there is variability. There, there's variability with the weather because you're throwing on grass that can really impact you. You know, the, the sheaf, the material that the sheaf is made out of, how tight the bag is, you know, what, even the weight of the sheaf. And then the weight and length of the caber and what the field feels like. And then you know, what the, the shape of the stone, the size of the stone, whether you have a wing trig or, a, or not a wing trig and um, just how, what the surface of the, the, you know, the trig, the box feels like. All these things really, it really comes down to who, who can adapt to those conditions the best on the day, who can compete, truly compete the best on the day and I, I think that's something that, like I was saying, I think I've really grown to appreciate it. You know, when I was, um, I'm not that seasoned in the sport, but, you know, the first couple of years it felt like, oh, I'm just trying to get marks and get marks and get marks. And, and so maybe that's a function of kind of where I am in my progression and development within the sport. Um, but it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see that kind of shift in mindset. I think I've, I've gone from that. I've transitioned a little bit from that track mindset of chasing the marks because I really felt like I had something to prove to now really more focusing on the fun of it and still competing, but competing on the day, given what we're doing that day. So, so yeah, so those are some of my thoughts today. So I guess this is a little bit of a shorter episode, Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, Now that the season is picking back up, the unanticipated hiatus for the the show, the show, for this podcast, um, you know, hopefully the hiatus is really coming to a close and I would really like to start recording these a little more consistently and I definitely feel more motivated to do so. 
So again, thanks so much. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions, comments. As you're likely already aware, you can find me on Instagram at Janine Throws. Um, I haven't really posted much on the gram. haven't even really been on the gram much since the Arnold. Um, again, it really, you know, I, I'd really focus my Instagram feed, my posts are really on the throwing side of my life. And it just kind of, it, it was, it was a little painful and depressing to think about not having stuff to post there. Um, and I don't even really have, I didn't take pictures today. I tried to really live in the moment. I left my phone in my, you know, my gearbox, um, and just tried to stay in the moment and focus on the throws and having fun with the people that I was there with. So, um, unlike typically also to be quite honest, I didn't want to have to look at video of what I felt like was probably going to be some pretty, maybe some, maybe some poor throwing. So I don't have video, um, but maybe we'll find something to put up on the gram. Maybe I'll go back on the gram, but that's where you can find me. Janine throws. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, and you can email me at Janine at throwsgenius.com if you'd like to reach out. Uh, that's all you guys take care. Hope everyone is healthy and happy. Um, getting back in, hopefully getting back into the swing of things a little bit with throwing and remember, wash your hands.